Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hi, Sandy. Hey, Nat. How are you doing? I'm sleepy. Sleepy. Yeah, you're recruiting me on my day off. Well, everyone's day Hopefully a lot of people's day off. Remembrance Day. No, no. You- Remembrance Day is only like government and banks. Uh, Eric- no, Eric gets it off. Consulting, what? professionals, consultants, a lot of places. Definitely not That's everyone, so weird. but a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. Yeah, I think most of the people I know are still working. I guess, yeah, 50-50. Are you teaching mm-hmm. today? Yeah, like regular schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. You might get more people, see some faces you haven't seen for a while. Oh, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. But Mm -hmm. it's it's okay. Whatever. (laughs) Um, It's just nice. I would, I'd be fine to get up this time. Like I've been the last two days this weekend, I think we got around seven, like it was fine. So Mm. I just slept like shit last night because my brain was doing the hamster wheel. Aw, I get that thing off of the hamster wheel. I know. A little well, slap slap. I know it's annoying. It, it, it's like usually I can have it under control, but we went and was looking at a house online yesterday and uh, ah. got me thinking about some stuff. Oh, future stuff. There you go. How, future. To, how to remove asbestos siding. <laughs> so I was oh like, oh my gosh, watching YouTube videos on no. silent, <laughs> <laughs> reading the captions, just being like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's actually oh, pretty doable, man. but. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. man. Who knows? Okay. Anyways. I don't know anything about that, but yeah, just be careful. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we might look at it in person and decide it's a no-go, but uh, it's interesting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it yeah. might be a little diamond in the rough. You always got to look for those things that other people don't want to deal with. Yeah. To get. But you never know. Like, it, it also might be like too big of a project for you guys. So just, yeah, just you can, you an can, open mind. you can hire professionals. So good. It's like, yeah. we'll have to figure out whether, I mean. We could honestly walk in and just hate it. So who knows? But we would hire a professional mm. if we felt like we needed it. We're do-it-yourselfers, but there's a limit. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. As there should be, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. You're not like a structural engineer, so don't don't go knocking down walls. Oh, no. And like rerouting pipes and shit like that. No. There's a there's definitely a limit to what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oy vey. It makes me tired thinking about it. Oh no, give yourself a break. Maybe go do something, I don't know, but do something uh, physical. Eric and I are doing a three-week detox right now. Oh, wow. Three weeks. Yeah. Holy mother. We're, oh, we're a weekend, so we're on our fasting days, so it's a little bit hard to do. We usually yeah. always go and hike on the weekend or do something. Went for like, did a little bit of interval training yesterday. To yesterday morning was the start of the two-day <laughs> fast. Yeah. And we're just like, yeah, we know to be careful. So we're going for, well, we're going for walks, but. Okay. Yeah. I know. I can't play as hard as I want to right now. I know. I know. You have no energy. You just got to like honor I, that. I feel okay, but I know like as soon as I move, my metabolism ramps and then I won't feel amazing. So yeah, we're just chi- – it's chill. It's been a pretty chill weekend otherwise. So besides me yeah. just not sleeping that well. <laughs> okay. For okay. one night. That's the other good. sleeps I had last week were amazing. So okay. That's good. Did, yeah. Did you have a good weekend um, before we get into this thing? Uh, what did I do? I just taught. I taught a shitload this weekend, which is fine. Um, I met up with some friends. We had some food, which is always awesome. And then now I feel like I'm fighting something. Like, yeah, um, I slept well. I just, I don't know, woke up with like a little bit of a stuffy nose. I think I was snoring all night and like a really dry throat, Yeah, um, which is okay. I mean, that's the way it goes, but yeah, it's like the season. It's like snowing. Our first heavy snow here in Toronto. It's like really coming down these big, beautiful white flakes. Mm. Um, so it's really pretty. But um, I don't know. It's that season, right? Yeah, Cold just that flu. like that temperature change mm-hmm. might just get yeah. yeah. Hey, your opinion on flu shot? Do you get it? Uh I don't know. I've gotten. I used to get it all the time when I was a kid. Um, less. 
since I like left home because my mom would always make me get it. <laughs> um, I don't know how I would probably get it. Yeah, I should probably get it. I'm not like an anti-vax person. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I don't know either. Haven't gotten the I, flu in forever, um, but yeah. I am more around more kids now with my friends. So wouldn't be the worst idea. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a really personal thing, I feel. Yeah. I have a, but is it though? Is it though? I don't know. Is I don't it? know. I don't know. <laughs> It's. I think it's okay. I think there are other things that harm me more than that. If that people are thinking that's harmful, um, always welcome to read something though. If someone has a strong opinion, yeah, it's true. Me yeah, too. Happy, yeah, because there's some to. some people that yeah, like get your flu shot, get your flu shot every single year. But I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, like I'm not around too many kids, and I guess I'm around like the general public, but only like an hour at a time. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the whole thing. Like then I have to go down there and do it. And like, I'm, I don't know. I, I order my toilet paper. Oh my God. That's right? Amazing. Like, yeah. Like, you must walk past a pharmacy that has them though. It's point. true. It yeah. It is true. Um, But whether or not like you go in and, and like interrupt your day mm-hmm. to go do it. You know, like it's, it's very, it's like I could walk downstairs and buy toilet paper. But for like, there's many times where... I will just order it off of Amazon. I think also I just haven't had the flu since I was a kid or in my yeah. teens. I don't mm-hmm. even think in my teens. Like I, it's been so long, probably 20 years. To have I have a cold once a year. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. It's like a really good, robust nervous system and immune system. Yeah. Not bad so far. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, maybe. It's a maybe. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Lazy, lazy might dictate how how I behave in this instance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today, Nat? Should we dive in? Yeah, we're talking about the knee. Just basic anatomy that all teachers should be aware of. What mm. what kind of connects where? Very basic, basic structure of it. We have. 472 questions about the knee you and I probably so (laughs) um I know following this we'll do something more on the biomechanic side of it Mm -hmm. this is more just like basic structure and the purpose of the things that are attached and we'll get into a few tangents and talk about some yoga and some alignment cues maybe around the knee and I don't know tease them out What's helpful? That sounds good. What needs yeah. to be thought about? I'm into it. I love it. I love knees. Knees are the best. Yes. They attach the rest of your body to your feet. They're awesome. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Who doesn't love a good knee? I always think of, well, I think knees get not loved a lot because they're sandwiched in between <laughs> your hip and your ankle. And like any... Any problems in your posture, habits, repetitive motion, weird ways you sit around or stand or on your ankle and your hip, it a lot of the time you're, it's felt in your knee. Right, right. So yeah. it's like, oh, my knee. And like you were like, I have knee pain. Why? Um, yeah. <laughs> but like it's re- it really – I'm trying to think if it ever doesn't come from the knee unless you have created more of a trauma to the knee like like – sports oh, athletes yeah, yeah yeah like someone kicked you mm-hmm. and, the, ooh, the over twisting of the knee and snapping yeah. of the ligaments have you seen some of those like football videos um where like someone's knee goes completely into like the other way because it's broken well, i feel like we did a podcast episode in the spring spring early springish when when the Raptors and the basketball was going on. The, mm-hmm. the basketball, the sport was doing the thing. Sporting, sporting, sports. Yes, yeah. go on. And one of the players, I forget his name now, he, I don't know, he's going to dunk or something and his knee Ugh. just like, like over to one side. Oh, you could just nasty. see, it's like, that's too much rotation at the knee oh, joint. So, so gross. Snap, snap, I think yeah. Early when Paul and I were dating, he showed me this like, hey, look at this cool thing. And it was like a football tackle. And the guy lands on this other guy 
like sort of midair like they make a collision midair and the guy's knee like snaps back the other way mm. and then it's just like limp body weight falling to the ground i was just like like oh, back man, in that hyper 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 extension like beyond like broken yeah um and i was just like oh that is so nasty it was really gross and we watched it again and again and again oh. kind of like like awesomely gross yeah it's it's very I don't know, interesting, I think, to see yeah. the body make different shapes that it's not yeah. supposed to. And like, of course, the recovery I, yeah. is crazy. But it must be crazy. Like how much, I wonder if they get surgery for that to like stitch them back together. I don't know. They're really good these days at, at doing surgeries. Most people that I know who've had injuries in the ligaments, most mm. of the time in sports or skiing or some athletics, mm-hmm. I mean, you just... To the, to the ligaments, you have to have a reasonable amount of force to break those. So yeah, you're oh, doing yeah. something fast. Well, yeah, like the collision midair of like mm-hmm. someone else's like body weight pummeling into your knee. Yes, yeah, that'll do it. Exactly. That'll do it. Yeah. So, but most <laughs> of the time their injured knee has come back stronger than their other knee. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. It had, like they've said, my other, my, my broken knee, whatever the MC, the one that I tore my MCL on is way stronger. <gasps> You tore an MCL? No, no, not me, but other people. Oh. Oh, okay. Just like... They've said. Um, like they've said... They've told you. Yeah. They've told mm. me in their recovery that that's their now their strong knee. And then sometimes, oh. then their other knee goes... It's crazy. Like, then they break something, a ligament in their other knee, and... Because it's yeah. weaker, but... And these are, like, active people, like, mm-hmm. flying around a football field? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh man. I've had people, known people in... Like playing frisbee, ultimate frisbee, squash, volleyball. Those are big. Squash is really big. Like you're really planting, pivoting. Oh, yeah. You don't need contact to necessarily do that one. Yeah, because no one's like running into you in squash. No, but you can like be moving and you can create enough energy to to pop a ligament. Um, So you have to be sort of like light on your feet rather than like heavy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friend was just, she was skiing. I think she wasn't even going down anywhere. She just, her skis went one way. She was kind of st- stand, like very slowly moving and oh. skis went one way, knee went the other way. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. I think skiing, yeah, skiing and snowboarding, I can see it happening. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. Anything ice related. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. Slippery related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's- this is when it's like when you're a kid and you're just like made of jello. It's like that. They have such an advantage. They just like gumby around the ski hill. And they're just fine. And they're so low to the ground. Like they don't have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Far to go. Yeah. Their falls are like little bum downs, whereas for us, mm-hmm. well, I, for you especially, you have the long legs. Yeah. Got an extra couple inches on you. Yeah. Yeah. The ground's not so far for me. It's, <laughs> it's pretty much right there. No. <laughs> okay okay so should we start Um, from the inside the bones yeah that makes the most sense yeah so main bones femur your thigh bone yeah and a lot of people get the shin bones mixed up but your your tibia is your main shin bone so if you just run your hand along the front of your shin you can feel that pokey one Mm. that's your tibia and on the outside Mm. more on the outside of your shin you have your little fibula Mm -hmm. did i get it right yeah, you did. Fibula is the, I think fibula is the one that's like, is is that the one that they like play the flute on? Oh. Is that why it's called fibula? Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay. Google is going to step in. You have to link that up now for everyone. That's fucking weird. Yeah. There's like a, there's a story why it's called, hold on. Why is it called the fibula? You do that. Want me to talk about ligaments while you do that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we'll talk about the meniscus because when your femur meets your tibia, so that's your, oh yeah, sorry, the patella, your kneecap, of course, that sits on the front of everything. It it does join to your femur, patella, technical term, kneecap, whatever. Um, so there's little like, almost like knuckles in your femur and in your tibia. Like if you take your first two knuckles in each hand, you're kind of putting them together. There's like... A groove in the middle of your kneecap, almost a hollow where you have some ligaments. Where the two bones, the big bones, femur and tibia meet, you have a meniscus, cartilaginous 
kind of disc or layer there, um, which allows things to glide so they don't grind into each other, which is really essential because this is a weight-bearing joint. It, yeah, it bears weight. Bears the rest of <laughs> from your knees up. That weight is literally on that meniscus. So uh, wear and tear in the knees and osteoarthritis in the knees is common. And I, it's, it sucks, I guess, if it happens to you, but it's a very natural thing, right? What? Uh, osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis. Oh, yeah. 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 It happens. Yeah. Okay. So I, I read it and I think it's something I made up in my mind. Okay. Because fibula to me, for some reason, sounds like flute and flute is a long, skinny instrument. I don't know. Maybe don't there's know. like, like a Latin term or something. Like maybe okay. the, maybe there's like a, so, a language. Yeah. The Latin um, fibula means brooch, brooch, like, you know, like a brooch that you pin on your dress or something, like a fancy little thingy, mm-hmm. um, because the fibula with the tibia assemble an ancient brooch, if that makes sense. Uh, that one doesn't, like, if I'm learning anatomy, that bro- yeah. brooch is not going to help me. <laughs> no, no. Whereas, like, a flute, and it's long and skinny like a flute, it does, right? Maybe it's just, like, something you've put together in your brain that works. I think I so. Know. I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's just a story in my brain. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows where the source is? But yes, go on. Okay. So <laughs> then you have um, ligaments kind of supporting. So I don't know if anyone, if you look at like bridges, you can think of bridges or structures where you have like these cross supports and cross beams underneath. Maybe someone has an engineering background, but your <laughs> ligaments are like these cross supports, these little beams and, and on the inside and outside of your knee connecting. Um, so on the outside, connecting your femur to your tibia, you have the lateral collateral ligament, LCL. Yes, you do. Yeah. And the inside femur to fibula is the medial collateral ligament. So collateral I think lateral, I think in a line. Are, are you sure it's MCL connects to fibula? I think it's still tibia. Maybe it's both because... Um, it might be both. It, might be, it probably is both. Yeah. It all, I think it's both and the fibula. Yeah. So it does femur, tibia, and the fibula. Other, otherwise, the okay. fibula is just like, how do I connect? Well, the fibula articulates with the tibia from what I understand. But it needs to ligamentously connect to the femur somehow. Because it... Maybe. Hmm. So you're saying it? Oh, you think you thought it only connected to the tibia? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever given it this much thought. <laughs> I'll send you one picture that I'm looking at on our. Okay. Okay. Us. Well, because the way I understand it, um, in terms of function, the tibia is the shin bone that's broken the most. Um, it's the weight bearing one. It's the one that creates the articular surface with the femur, whereas the fibula is like a little supporting guy and he's just like i'm here to help if you can't bear the weight i will bear the weight i am a posterior little helper guy but it's not like the main support yeah yeah femur to tibia is the main guy um lcl yeah i think it attaches femur tibia and fibula all together all right that's cool yeah yeah um yeah so it's like the the outer side of the knee basically connecting the bones inner side of the knee medial if you know your like kind of anatomy terms laterals to the outside medials to the inside so they're pretty mm-hmm. and collateral meaning kind of more in a linear fashion and then you have your cruciate ligament when i hear cruciate mm-hmm. i think cross like that just makes sense to my mind but maybe yeah, not for some too. people but uh it's like, like crucified yeah yeah and i think if you knew spanish or french there's probably cross is probably something like that that's an assumption i, I don't know <laughs> This is like the least research episode ever. <laughs> we think, yeah, well, sort of, yeah. It's like I know a little bit of French and a little bit of Spanish, but fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that while you're talking later. Okay. <laughs> so the anyways, two crossing ligaments, the main ones, your anterior cruciate ligament and your yeah. posterior cruciate ligament. So that they're in like the center, that little kind of hollow that I talked about where you have the two bumps and the, the groove of each where t- the two grooves line up femur to tibia. There's a little circle in the middle. If you look at a, any anatomical 
uh, picture and we'll, we're going to, we're going to link up, um, a video that is <laughs> a creepy skeleton talking about anatomy. Oh my gosh. And it's really loud. I turned it on. And I was I like, know, whoa, it's chill. But it's, yeah. And it's like robotic talking too. Yeah. It's kind of good. It's, I like it. It's basic, but, uh, you'll see the ligaments, the anterior cruciate ligament so it sounds like one is in the front one is in the back again going by those anatomy terms anterior meaning forward posterior meaning in the backward plane um but it's just the anterior is in front of the posterior so it's relative Mm. to one another there yeah but they i think they cross like yeah cross anterior posterior and medial laterally so they're sort of like yeah anyway yeah, I know what you mean. They're not they're not descriptive of their placement. It's not um, like one's like right under your patella in the front and the yeah. other one's way in the back or anything no, like that. No, no, they're not that simple. Yeah, no. they cross the 3D space there. Yeah. The ACL, that main function is to hinder hyperextension, to stop your knee from extending back like you were talking about that athlete that did that super hyperextension. So yeah. that's probably an ACL pop. A lot um, of things popped. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. gross. So you ha- like, can you imagine? Like, where did where does your kneecap go when you break a knee backwards? Where does it go? Just like I think the just smooshed the kneecap can be displaced. That's another actually injury. You can have um, force to your knee in a way that maybe it doesn't get right on the side, but it more so just pushes the patella off, and you get a dislocation in the patella from. Oh, so nasty. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross, but it, and cool. But like, well, I don't know. I've never injured one of these ligaments. Mm. People tell me though, when they do, um, it's not pain instantaneously. Well, like, okay, maybe there's five sec, three second delay, but right away, what you're gonna hear is pop or pop pop. <laughs> Still gross. You just like hear it and you feel it. The ligaments. It's like no less nasty. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I, I think what happens because you lost that instability is then you you have some so a sprain is actually in the ligaments and the strain is in your muscle. So then you you sprain or or dislocate the ligaments and then you strain the muscular tissue around that. Because that's your neck supports your mm. muscles, right? Yeah. So exactly. it's it's got a affect your muscles as you make that that movement that you're not supposed to make Um, someone makes it for you yeah and it's gonna be pretty (laughs) darn painful like you can yeah hear the pop pop and then as soon as like you go to weight bear it's like no oh nasty (laughs) um well i wonder yeah and then i'm sure in some cases you can sprain but not strain the muscles or you can strain and not sprain just depending on just so many things like whether you try to stand afterwards how bad it is mm-hmm. whether you're relaxed when someone you know forced your knee backwards or if you were like straining against it um yeah oh man yeah still so nasty i just like picture it oh <laughs> so many people go through it it's crazy <sighs> yeah so 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 many people um it's like very the- non-desirable <laughs> yeah but doctors are really good at that surgery like they're crazy mm. And if you think of people like hockey players, um, yeah, I just like they're always like, oh yeah, they tore their MCL. It's like they're back on the ice in six weeks. You're like, what? <laughs> like, how can you? <laughs> no, like, it's not. No, not enough. Well, I don't know, but they're they're getting probably like stem cell therapy and like UV light radiation therapies. They're getting like the the top of the top. You know, and their diet is like being planned for them, and they probably don't have to like go do anything, right? That's During true. Recovery, probably. Yeah, not like us. Like we still have to go to work, um, mm-hmm. no matter what. So, and like if we eat like shit, it's gonna reflect it no matter what. Mm-hmm. Inflammation's not gonna help healing, etc. But if you, yeah, if you like put like you know like a two million dollar price tag to heal my own knee, then yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. I wonder like, that what bad the, boy? the fastest healed MCL is or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. There must be like a world record for ligament healing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the the reason they pop off is ligaments aren't supposed to have a lot of flexibility. Like I said, they're really like that support system. That mm-hmm. deep support. Yeah. 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 Holding bone to bone, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think there there are l- other ligaments, but 
we'll just leave it at those four because that's mostly what people are dealing with. Um, there's there's one I think. Oh no, I'm thinking of pop um, pop lidius, a little muscle at the back of your knee. There's there's yeah, more. That's the okay. Muscle. The whole knee yeah. is encapsulated by a joint capsule. There's a lot of fascia there. Your mm. um, like your quadriceps tendon and down into your tibia is just like this band of dense dense fascia it's crazy Mm -hmm. um so you have you do have tons of support to your knee but yeah things can happen it's just like in the middle of like that body posture between your hips and your ankles it gets gets a shit end of the stick sometimes yeah man yeah (laughs) well so do ankles there's a lot of Mm -hmm. ankle sprains and strains yeah yeah um so just quickly with the medial meniscus um it tends to be more sensitive than the lateral meniscus. So you have the two little moon-shaped meniscus that uh, cushion between the femur and the tibia, um, those two surfaces. And they, they serve to act, like like I said, like a cushioning. They um, absorb force. Like if you're going down the stairs, they take a lot of that force um, rather than like your entire body jiggling around a lot. Um, they'll take a lot of that. Um, and the medial meniscus is interesting because it's it's sort of, fascially attached to the MCL so that's a medial collateral ligament that just runs down the side of the inside of your knee and then it's also attached to both the ACL and PCL and the semimembranosus so that's your medial hamstring the inner hamstring closer to your inner thigh um so it's really cool because then injury to any of those tissues MCL ACL PCL medial hamstring it, it might have a fascial effect on the cushioning effect of that knee. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Right? It is really interesting. Yeah. Um, especially for someone like me. So about seven years ago, like a while, a long time ago, I slipped in a puddle in a hot yoga room and I sprained the inner hamstring Um and it's healed and it's fine. It just gets tight once in a while. And then a few weeks ago, we went hiking in Quebec City, uh, like the Laurentian Mountains, lots of elevation, at least for me who is not like conditioned. I'm not conditioned for elevation because I live in Toronto and Toronto doesn't have any hills. And Toronto fucking sucks. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> rant over. Um, yeah, we're not conditioned for up and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I started to get a little bit of knee pain in the inside of the knee. Um, and my hammy would be so, so tight. And I could just imagine like that inner hamstring that already had an injury to it many years ago. But, you know, it has like that um, remnants of fascia tightening up around it in, in a protective sort of casing, just sort of pulling on this medial meniscus. Um, and I tried to stretch that bad boy, but it's it's tough. It's tough when you hike for, you know, six hours a day or so. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> can't really can't really do much after a while yeah oh that's really interesting yeah yeah it really is so yeah thinking about the inner knee is connected to a hamstring mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of like a, a cool visual like inside your knee i'm not even talking about like something you can touch this is like it dives inside mm-hmm. it's pretty cool yeah so Without adding the muscles on yet, like with we mm. what we've talked about in the knee, and you're a yoga teacher, what are you thinking about when someone comes in and says they have knee pain? Oh, generally? Yeah, or just like, I don't know, maybe I'll just say what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> generally, it could, it could come from a lot of places, and mm. as a yoga teacher... It's not – if you're in the group class scenario, it's not your job to kind of fix this person. I think what I would be looking for in their knee is this, the general alignment cues that we look for, um, knee stacking over your ankle. Um, if they are someone who has they've, – they've indicated they have pain more on the inner side of the knee and you see that the knee is kind of listing over, leaning over towards – we'll use the kind of – the idea of the midline – say in a lunge or warrior and you see the knee is like listing over then you'll have them concentrate a little bit more on having that vertical stacking Mm. um not that your knee can't do that motion there's a lot of i don't know fear around how your knee is but like in a pain type scenario you'd probably want to train the muscles that 
puts your knee in line with your hip and ankle as much as you can. Um, Mm -hmm. If it's outside of the knee, same thing, maybe a little more attention to maybe it's leaning outward. Some things, these are some things that you might see. If it's just like, oh, it's in the, they're like rubbing the whole knee and it's just like in there, it could be, yeah, they could have gone on a hike and they could have created some inflammation um, in and around the meniscus or maybe if they're getting towards that osteoarthritis stage in their life, it could be that. There's maybe just nothing you can do, maybe not Mm -hmm. flexing the knee, so bending it as far as other people can, Mm -hmm. so using props in that kind of extreme flexion. Um, but it's very difficult to know where knee pain, especially if they're not pointing to front, back, or side to side, if it's just like, oh, it hurts, or like, oh, when I step, mm. it hurts. It's, mm. I think, just avoiding extreme ranges of motion and then yeah. getting that kind of basic, like using yeah. little air quotes, alignment cues. Yeah. 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 I think the the key one I would say is just – don't bend it so much then Mm -hmm. you know like just like align it and then just don't bend it so much and then you know the next day or the next week we'll work on deepening it maybe but it it, when there is like in in an inflammation state and in a pain state you never want to like push push that barrier we push that barrier once you're you're healed up right Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely yeah so you're just getting them in positions where it's not in pain and those general cues to keep your knee in that yoga, again, yeah. air quotes, alignment is what yeah. you're looking for. That's going to do just fine. You don't have to know everything about the knee. Yeah. Um, and then just the other thing is like standing on one leg actually might be okay for someone with knee pain because it's just body weight. It's not like you're jumping on one leg. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's like case by case. It really depends how bad the injury was and how close you are to date of injury. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You'll you'll look at their leg and kind of see again if there's that listing front to back or if they're hyperextending and having a hard time staying out of that. Mm. Um, that kind of will tell you that there's some laxity in the ligaments potentially. I have questions around that whether hyperextension is a ligament laxity <laughs> or in the joint itself, like bone to bone. I think yeah. Let's save that for next yeah, week, I, or next next knee episode. Yeah, yeah. We can definitely talk more about that. It's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge topic of, I think there's a lot of debate around this. Yeah. We'll do some research on that. Yeah. Because I'm un- yeah. definitely uncertain. Um, Let's layer on the muscles. Okay. You go. Because I talked a lot about oh. ligaments. Okay. Um, the muscles are pretty simple. I mean, if you think about your thigh, like basically, what, a box? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it like a box. So the front of your box um, connected to your patella, your kneecap, is your quads. You got four of them. You got rectus femoris, which is the the main one, pretty much dead center. You have vastus um, medialis, which goes to the inside of the knee, um, inside of the thigh. You got vastus lateralis to the outside, and it's directly underneath your IT band. And then you have vastus intermedialis, which is sort of like hiding underneath the rectus femoris. Um, So you got four guys there that help you um, extend your knee. So that means straighten your knee. Um, These muscles we can't really think about them as only doing that. They will help you bend the knee smoothly by resisting um, that motion. So even though their main motion is straightening the knee, they will help you also bend it slowly and with control because it's the other side of the joint, if that makes any sense. I hope that makes it. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, if you were to go to the inside of the box, um, inside of your thigh, there's uh, sartorius um, and gracilis. Sartorius and gracilis sort of run together. They go across the inside of the knee to the um, outside of your hip. So they do run across the front of your thigh, but they're mostly, their function is mostly adduction, some, some function inflection as well. Um, I, th- I believe they help straighten the knee or do they bend it? I forget. Sartorius is a weird one. I've heard both things. I've seen both things in textbooks. So, okay. I think it might <laughs> be dependent on your position. Yeah. Or how bent the knee is, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. So, those two depend. Then on the inside of the legs, you also have the inner thighs, um, your adductor muscles. So, those are, I think they're just called adductors, right? There's like a brevis, there's a longus, 
was like mm-hmm. long and short adductors <laughs> and then there's the inner hamstring which is really really close to this inner knee inner thigh area um it, it's all sort of overlapping there um i wouldn't get too specific with the inner thigh muscles they generally all do the same um i think you you, you do want to get into specifics when there's a lot of dysfunction um so that's something to to think about i'm thinking like um your adductors tension in your adductors will I should look to exactly where they connect i know the gracilis crosses the knee so it connects mm-hmm. a little bit lower down i think on the tibia yeah yeah so does sartorius so sartorius gracilis and your inner hamstring they create this um it's called the pezanceres um oh no pezanserine so it's it's I think it's like duck foot or something. So they create like a little duck foot attachment to the tibia, right. the inner tibia. Yeah. So those three all cross the knee. I, I believe some adductors also cross the knee. Let me look. Adductors. I know like cause there's what, like four or five other ones. Mm-hmm. Tinier ones. Yeah. Um, I thought they, let me just really quick, really quick. I think the <laughs> other ones just attach the femur. Uh, they could, yeah. I'm yeah, looking at it. Like pelvis to your femur? Yeah, they go yeah. from the pelvis to the femur, but that doesn't mean they're not going to affect your knee, period. Like they are still muscles that affect the knee. They're affecting mm. where the femur is in place, and that's going to affect your knee. So no adductors cross the knee, really? Although only the gracilis, yeah. Oh, interesting. And I've okay. always remembered that because like for me, this is the difference of if you're doing a lot of... um adductor stretches like baddha or right. supta baddha or things where your knees are bent you're not getting that gracilis ah and this is really important for runners if you're teaching like a yoga for runners because like you said that gracilis crosses a knee joint it helps out with both flexion and sartorius as well flexion and extension of the knee they're the helper buddies they're like the number two muscles that, mm-hmm. that do flexion extension of the knee yeah um, and when your other number ones get tired, they'll actually help out more than they should, probably should and can create right. some misalignment there. So right. they get really tired for runners and walkers and you need to do some wide-legged forward folds seated or standing. Yeah, or, with yeah, a straight. With a straight, yeah. with a straight leg. Legs up the wall yeah. wide, like people um, will feel it and then if they go into it too intensely, they'll feel like just a little bit of pain or twinge, like not the mm. not the worst, but just telling you that it's like it's been pulling on the inner knee. Mm. Maybe in a good way to give you more space there, maybe not, but the tendon is pulling a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Really- no, that's a good one. So gracilis and sartorius um, are stretched maximally when they are in a knee straight mm-hmm. position. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at least really for cool. at least for sure the gracilis because that's coming from the inner edge of your pelvis. Uh, so I think the sartorius too, but I feel like sometimes you can get portions of the sartorius in other stretches because yes. it, it does come to the outer hip. Um, it's a long muscle, like any of those it's a, yeah. very long muscles. You can kind of yeah. almost they're almost I don't know. Yeah, like you can do parts of them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Portions. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Um, okay, so let's get to the back of our, our box, long rectangular box of our thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, so the back, we have the hamstrings. We got three of those bad boys. I, I don't know if I remember these names. So semimembranosus, I think, is the in, inside, medial ham, medial hamstring, closest to the inner thigh. Yes. And then you got your bicep femoris, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that's the main one. And then you got your semitendinosus, I believe. Yeah. So the bicep femoris is the most lateral, um, like the... The head of the bicep femoris kind of comes down, touches to your tibia, I believe. And now it just turned around on me when I clicked on it. (laughs) Are you looking it up? Yeah, I just wanted to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it does because it it bends the knee. Hamstrings bend your knee. And fibula. Okay, cool. the outside, yeah. So it's it's a big guy, makes like that the outer side of the back of your knee you can just like take your hand to the back of your knee on the outside edge and that big tendony rope like that's that's mm. what it is and then yeah. on the inside semimembranosus you might be yeah. able to feel 
semitendinosus as well. Two tendons there. Cool. I'm just rubbing around my knee. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to see if I can feel when the biceps femoris goes into two muscles. Not uh, too much, too much flesh here. I can't, I can't feel, it. feel that either on my body. Yeah, it's a little sore. Anyway, all right. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so that's the hamstrings. Their job is to bend the knee, and then they will also, because of co-contraction, when you straighten the knee, they will also help you smoothly, slowly straighten the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are they are active, um, but their main action is bending. Um, then you got the I don't know this one. What's a plantaris? Oh, is that the little one that crosses the back? I, well, popliteus is the one that like is a, is the initial one that bends your knee, and that's the one that almost runs across the back of your knee, and it just helps. It's like the start of a bend of your knee. Okay, the plantaris or plantaris it connects to your femur and then it runs down the inner side of your shin essentially cool it's deep really really Mm -hmm. deep okay cool Mm -hmm. so it's probably a stabilizer i think it's actually um i'll let me just i'll just look at it a little bit more okay (laughs) (laughs) um so after your popliteus, which is also popliteus is also a deep muscle. And again, like I said, it's the first part of sort of walking. So it it bends your knee first and then your hamstrings take over. Um, so it is very important and it can get irritated and, and inflamed. Um, then you got your uh, gastroc, gastrocnemius and your soleus, which are the calf muscles. Gastrocnemius is the one that's like the bulk of your calf. The soleus is a little bit lower down, so distal to your gastrocnemius and the soleus is that smaller little bit of uh, the calf muscle closer to your ankle um and those two uh i think gastroc wait which one crosses the knee i forget gastroc sole gastroc Mm -hmm. are you sure Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so gastroc crosses right 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 gastroc crosses the knee so you can stretch gastrocnemius by straightening your knee flexing your toes towards your shin a lot and leaning a little forward like in downward facing dog then if you put a little bend in your knee um in a pose like downward facing dog you would stretch more the soleus which doesn't cross the knee however the soleus still has a pretty important role in knee stability as it does help hold your ankle still or or stabilize your ankle Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's really good because i think one thing I see in my body and other students' body is that that knee knee the need for the knee bend and downward facing dog. Go on. And then I feel it in my calves because my hip stabilizers aren't as strong. Like the more I sit, the less they work, mm. so the the less strong they are. Um, and then when I'm walking around all the time, like I get crazy tight calves. So they're doing their work to help stabilize my whole system um, uh. because my hip stabilizers are, are like super lazy. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, when everything's working and firing and I'm a lot more active. Uh, well, I mean, it just helps to not sit at a desk all day, but then, yeah. then my calves aren't as tight. Yeah, yeah. Calves are interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's not dive too deep into that. Okay, so that's the front, the inside, and the back of your legs. So all we're missing is the lateral, so the outsides of your big, boxy, rectangular thighs. So on the lateral side, um, we do have some muscles, but the the most superficial, so closest to the skin, is basically your IT band, our infamous, infamous IT band. Um, the IT band encases a tiny little muscle called the TFL, tensor fascia lata, um, and its main job is uh, is to basically pull up on that IT band. Um, The IT band comes all the way down to below the knee. Um, So by tensing this tensor fascia lata, um, you can sort of pull up on the lateral side of the knee. Mostly, however, the IT band just works to um, stabilize the thigh and to transmit forces from your major movers. So that's your hamstrings and your quads. Those are the the biggest, um, bulkiest muscles of your thigh. It, It translates that movement into a really efficient knee or hip movement. Um, I read a study where they did a hamstring stretch on people um, and then they measured how much of that stretch actually moves into your IT band and I think 
so if if it's 100 right if we count hamstring stretch as 100 200 of the force actually moves double the force moves into your it band mm. um so every time you stretch your hamstrings your it band gets some of that because it's all it's all encased in the same fascia mm-hmm. and the it band's main job is to transmit force right that's what fascia does it, it transmits force so it takes the whether it's movement or whether it's stretch or whether it's like bouncing or springing forward or you know whatever it is sprinting um it takes that and it it sort of compacts it and and translates it into either knee or hip movement that whatever you're asking your body to do that is Mm -hmm. um so that's your it band that's one of its main functions um directly under the it band is your outer hamstring so that's the bicep femoris that that lateral side of it Mm -hmm. and the outside quadriceps so your vastus lateralis um which is the most lateral quadricep because they lie directly under this band of really high tension. Remember your IT band is generally really tight. In fact, in some people you like, like really skinny runners, sometimes you can see um, when they really fully straighten the knee and flex their quads, this line on the outside of the leg, you can like Mm -hmm. see it dig into the flesh. Yeah. Um, it's how like tight and and secure the it band pulls um because it's like directly over top it can adhere to the muscles below it and it can get really sticky and gummy and dehydrated there um again with repetitive motion with sitting with too much standing too much any of one thing um it sort of gets like gummed up to either the hamstring or the quad um maybe even sometimes the glute which is higher up towards the hip um and because it's stuck, then it could um, it doesn't glide as well and doesn't transmit force as well. And so freeing up the tissues, um, superficial and deep. So IT band on top, glute uh, underneath, IT band on top, hamstring underneath, or IT band on top and quad underneath. You can sometimes regain some um, ability for the IT band to to transmit force even better. However, the IT band itself doesn't really stretch if that makes sense yeah it's 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 fascial it's kind of it's like a spread out ligament i mean it's all connective tissue it will i think like the longer held postures you'll get a little bit of relief which might result in a whole ton of range of motion yeah yeah but it's exactly. not like a not like your muscle right it's, it's more of a connective tissue band um yeah and i will say one more thing to add to that amazing explanation of of <laughs> IT band. So your glutes also feed into the IT band, like the yes, where your yes. glute fibers, connective tissues come down. They're really connected to that. So sometimes even a glute stretch, people will either fi- feel a little bit of pain in their knee if, if again you have that friction between the IT band and the rest of the, like I said, the quads and the hamstrings on the side. Um, so if it's not there's no give in the it band it can pull closer to the knee joint and mm. maybe create a little bit of nagging pain or if you're in a longer pose like i love figure four revolved mm-hmm. for me like that oh so good that targets my glutes or my tfl depending on how it yeah, plays me knee. Too. um and yeah. that will help to to bring some space into the it band but if you're finding you go into that and it's creating pain right away, you might be the person or, again, if your student is, um, to just do a little bit of myofascial release on the mm-hmm. TFL. And that's pretty simple, lying on your side, putting a ball under the side of your leg. Like this band is pretty big. Even if you don't get the ball right under it, um, mm-hmm. you'll be right beside it and it's still going to pull like everything's connected. Yeah. But you will hit it. Yeah. And you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be on a big foam roller with all those nubs just going back and forth, back and forth and like crying. Yeah. <laughs> See, people yeah. like doing their TFL and it's like, um, I feel like you're causing yourself more tension. <laughs> like or the next day it's yeah. so pissed that it actually like tenses yeah. up, right? Yeah, it's like a rebound. So just yeah. be like really gentle about it. And yeah. sometimes if you're really, really stiff there, um, again, any anything, any motion where people are going back and forth, so cycling, running yeah all that jazz oh yeah um put a sock under it on the side and lay just on a sock something softer and just lay there yeah, for a while like a rolled up sock like yeah. a bunched up one or your right? mat yeah. just roll it up two inches really loosely oh, and put that under. Yeah. Like you'll feel that big time yeah 
Um, and then the other one to release, mentioning the TFL, you, um, you could also release the glutes, the glute mm-hmm. max along the side. So I would like take the ball, I'd sit on one butt, and I'd just try to roll along the side of the hip rather than close towards the spine mm-hmm. and just try to release those tissues there. Um, yeah, those are really good really good uh oh and and then the other thing that's really important with myofascial release that we we've mentioned before in like our other fascia episodes but it's it's totally worth repeating is yeah this gentle application of force as well as consistency so if you really want to see this change in your body um to just commit yourself to like either a daily or you know once every two days kind of practice um of just like consistent work and then working on activating your thighs perhaps um in this like more holistic chain rather than just depending on this one tiny little muscle that's overworked however depending on your sport that that can be very difficult um like long long distance runners you you're going to be recruiting everything yeah (laughs) yeah it's crazy yeah, that's a good example how something that's not directly attached to your knee, like the glutes, don't directly attach to the knee, but they really affect, they really can affect it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we just have the shin muscles. I think, yeah. So we did the back of the shin, but not the front. Yeah. Do you want to do it? You're just on a roll. I'd really appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think all I got is a tibialis anterior. Is that it? Uh, there's a couple other ones. You know what? I think pretty much well, all the shin muscles are going to affect it, period. Yeah. 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 And for sure, what I, it will. What I really want to know, there's two that wrap under your foot. Their tendons wrap under your foot. One goes on the inner edge of your foot and one goes on the outer edge of your foot. Um, and I'm not going to, it's not too important about the names. You guys can look that up. There's probably might be in that anatomy video um, that we are linking to. But so when you're looking at knee and knee pain, and you're unsure, say if you're like one-on-one, I did this for one of my clients. I was not sure about what muscles are connecting to the knee. Um, and I just like, yeah, got on an anatomy app or looked it up and noticed that some of these ligaments or rather tendons are crossing under the arch of the foot. Like it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So myofascial yeah. release on the feet and any tension in the fascia on the bottom of your foot, tight feet, just like the flexion of your ankle, all of that will affect it affect the knee mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah um i i don't know the ones that run inside but yeah i think the peroneals or the fibularis yeah. runs outside but yeah i'm gonna have to look up the ones that go inside um yeah that's really cool so so it's sort of thinking also like a sprained ankle or a history or like a tendency to roll the ankles whether in or out um because of their connection up into the the shin and the shin is connected to the knee right Mm -hmm. well the shin is like the joint of the knee basically um yeah it it can it can have a longer term effect i'm just thinking about the ankles that i i have so many sprained histories of ankle sprains and broken things and maybe not broken but definitely sprained um no way crazy oh yeah yeah for sure i was a really uh my 20s were wild. They weren't that wild. They weren't. No, I just just jumped off a few things and didn't land properly. Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so interesting to think that, yeah, like there might be scar tissue there that, that could be affecting other things mm-hmm. higher up. Mm. So when you – like a lot of people when they deal with the knee, if they're trying to aid someone with knee pain and looking at just moving their knee more and, again, that alignment orientation mm-hmm. – um, a lot of people work with the muscles of the hip, like we've been talking about. So anything on your thigh, the front, back, inner thigh, outer thigh, glutes. There's a lot more muscles above that that can definitely impact it, um, mm. like just overall body biomechanics. But the shin and, and the calf, I think people are a little more confused by, it, especially the muscles of the shin, because there are like some tendons that cross across the front and the outside um, doing like inversion and eversion of the foot. Yeah, that's right. But with yoga, I think we can simplify it and not make it so difficult for ourselves by just knowing that balancing postures are going to be really good. 
if they're experiencing a lot of pain at that moment that you're doing it, maybe not like maybe wait to do, do some more relaxed stuff until they get out of pain. But as soon as someone can balance on their knee, working the muscles, the stability muscles of your ankle, all the muscles around your knee will work and you can cue them into working them more if they're not and yeah, your hips. Yeah. So that will be well supported by the ankle and the hip. You want to get ankle and hip strong. Yeah to get the knee and then again like i said that myofascial release of the foot if you notice they kind of turn their foot one way or another or standing have a really hard time planting their big toe mound Mm. um then there might be some weakness there um before we close because i think that's that's a really good i think we've done a pretty good job like just outlining the general anatomy and what what we're what structures we're dealing with there um Let's just quickly like rediscuss, and we've done this before, but I think it's also worth repeating. Um, the yoga approach, at least what we think is the correct yoga approach to acute pain and chronic pain. Acute pain, like in the yoga class, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. And oh my gosh. So I. <laughs> I taught a YCT a few, I think last week. Um, and one of the ladies was like, yeah, my foot just went numb. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You sat there, you know, and I'm talking about all the, like the gentle breathing and all this other lovely stuff to be gentle to yourself. And you let your foot get numb and you didn't think that it was okay to change yourself, like change your position. Um, and I'm just like, wow, what are we doing? What was I doing wrong to to not you know give you that permission to move or let you know that it's it's not okay for a foot to go numb and yeah so from uh from then on I've been sort of prefacing a lot of my classes by saying like um guys nothing should ever go numb tingle burn hot cold (laughs) and like some people laugh but I'm also like yeah like even I think even way 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 back when um in pigeon pose my leg would go numb and I wouldn't do anything about it um and so saying, like remembering that and seeing someone else do that, I'm just like, no, guys, you have 100% permission to get out of a pose. And one of the signals you should get out of pose if, it's, if it goes numbs. Um, and it's not that it would hurt you. It's just there's no advantage in cutting off your blood flow that way. What's mm-hmm. what good are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, it it's so shocking sometimes to to realize to come up against what other people don't know that I take a little bit for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and this reminder that, yeah, it's like, it's worth repeating. It's worth saying again and again, um, nothing should go numb. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing should go numb. If you're getting a pain of any sort, stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Stop right away. There's there's no reason to be in pain in a yoga class. That's not the purpose. Yeah. And I think like as a teacher, someone calls you over and saying like oh this is hurting my knee a lot of teachers would get nervous to Mm, yeah to to modify yeah yeah try and know your poses and just different ways to do them like what what are you that's like the point of knowing what you're doing in a pose like why are you in pigeon you're wanting to stretch your glutes and your external rotators Mm. um put them on their back and they don't have to be on their knee figure four you know so if you don't know the purpose of the pose then you can get really flustered as to how to give them an alternative Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah sometimes it just comes down to looking at the pose and really breaking down what does this pose do which is what we've been doing with our pose breakdowns Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um and and being able to yeah substitute without um pain while keeping some of that spirit of the pose, whether it's like, you know, a grounding pose or an opening pose, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if someone ha- someone has to miss like whatever, an external rotator stretch, not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if there's acute pain. Acute pain is like, just think fiery, inflamed, needs to heal, needs to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I would do is just go to another part of the body, especially for someone like me. Like I like feeling active and strong. Um, so if I can't stand on my foot because my foot is sprained or I can't stand on my knee because it hurts, then I'm going to be doing something hopefully that feels really good through my upper body, my core, my back, my shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Um 
yeah yeah if if that's the type of person you are yeah otherwise if you can like just lay down and chill mm-hmm. that's awesome too that's hard for me <laughs> i'm too much energy i taught a restorative class the other day i'm like oh my god i am so bored i have nothing else to say i just want them to do the thing that i just said but i am so bored it's really different eh? <laughs> i don't know it's so different i feel like teaching those classes what time of the day was it uh, I think afternoon, early afternoon. Oh, that's kind of a nice time. It depends how much you've taught before. Like I would like teaching a yin or restorative if I had taught like two or three already that day. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready to not say stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it really depends on your mind space. Yeah. Like I had a lot of coffee that oh, day. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Buzzing. It was like, let's do things. Let's do all the things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not restorative. Let's not do anything. <laughs> It's hard, man. It's hard when you're like, yeah, drugs. Um, okay, so quick, quick, quick before we end. Um, chronic pain. This is one that's a little bit tougher to deal with. You go. I did a cute. Oh, shit. Um, so with chronic pain, um, yes, number one, to never get into a position where the pain is there. Um, but number two, with chronic pain, um, there there might be a lack of blood flow in some areas because it's being inflamed for so long that inflammation response goes down a little bit. Um, and inflammation brings blood and brings healing, um, which is why we don't really want to interfere too, too much with it, um, other than like icing and rest um, or elevation. Um, but in a yoga class, when when it's really chronic, like my knee just always hurts in this position, always hurts, um, then it is kind of worth it to, especially if that person is coming back to you again and again, and you have a chance to work with them, to begin to say like, okay, let's let's find the edges of that pain. So if your pain was like from, um, you know, A to B, you're going to find like right before you hit A and right before you hit B, like just those edges of the pain threshold. And then we're just going to try to sit in like right before it, um, finding a way with whether it's props or just not bending the knee so much or like taking weight off of it, whatever it is, just being creative there and and trying to like stay there and breathe and send a signal to the body that I'm safe. This is um, no longer... A, a spot where I cause I need to cause pain I'm safe this is not dangerous pain is a dangerous signal right pain is like get your hand off the fire it's gonna mm-hmm. hurt you mm-hmm. you dumbass get your knee out of that position you're gonna blow something you dumbass um so you just want to like be like no 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 I'm not dumb I got this I got this I'm gonna use my logic I'm gonna use my body awareness and just send that signal that I can be calm I can be relaxed right at the edges and what we're hoping for is those edges to broaden and broaden so you have more range with less pain um or at least it takes you longer to get to the the pain point and you have more space to move around. Um, so that's that's my approach to like a chronic situation. Um, but that, that takes a lot of words. It takes a lot of like explaining body awareness. The mental game there is so important mm-hmm. of like get them relaxed first and then spread that relaxation out. Like use your techniques, use your breath, use awareness, use mantra, use repetition um, and really try to try to like ease your way into it. So I think that's like the the chronic pain takes the chronic approach, takes a long term approach um, and really teaching this idea of like sending the signal back to my brain that you're not you're not in danger. You can trust me. You can I can be responsible for my knee. I can be responsible now. Yeah. I just want to add a tiny yeah. little piece of that. That was really nice. Just so teachers are aware of what Sandy's talking about. She's talking about within normal ranges of motion also. So you're not yes, like, yes. <laughs> I'm a person who's yeah. feeling pain when my knee is kind of listing medially and I'm pressing into my MCL. We're not going to... F- and my foot is behind my we're head. Not gonna, yeah, we're not, we're not like extreme ranges of motion and we're not in past normal just just the lateral side to side movement of the knee is really important so you're not just like oh yeah. i'm gonna lean my knee in and then i'm gonna breathe and i'm gonna no <laughs> no my ligaments up. no it's it's in a no normal range of motion and probably things you're talking about is someone who has a lot of quad tension and it's hard whenever you bend your knee just a little bit too much um, mm. that can put a lot of pressure and a lot of people feel knee pain there. And again, that's that general kind of middle of the knee, hard to place. So one little trick to that also is can be helpful for some students. If teachers aren't aware, fold up a strap a couple times and you put that behind the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are, if yeah. they're doing a bend where they're sitting, like, Varasana. Varasana, yeah. 
Rasana. Even like simple cross-legged for some people. Totally. There's a little twist in there too if you're sensitive. Yeah. And sometimes some people have a lot of trouble in balasana in child's pose. Yes. Huge amount of pressure on the knees there. Yeah. Body weight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we can we can discuss our, our tips and tricks with that. Yeah. So we didn't even go yeah. into um, like the actual ranges of motion. Um, there is the knee does have a little bit of ability to kind of translate and rotate. We think of it as a pure hinge uh, hinge joint back and forth, forward and back there, flexion extension, but there are, it does have the ability to do a little bit more work. We're going to talk more to that when we talk more about the biomechanics. Yeah. Oh, 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 the other thing, you, you mentioned this before and we, we totally missed it and you wrote it down. Um, so we talked about the structure of the knee and the only thing that we're, I think the only thing that we're really missing is a bursa. So oh, yeah. I think... I think we have like 14 to 15 bursa around the knee um, and they can bursa are like little cushiony sacks of fluid that just help like things glide and things to be cushioned and they're not just like directly rubbing against one another. Um, So sometimes they're underneath a tendon or underneath a ligament Um, and bursa can become inflamed from like a whole bunch of different issues whether it it can go from like nutritionally or all the way to like overuse to um you know an injury or like i think it's generally overuse right yeah for bursitis yeah Yeah. or too much tension like if the fascia or the ligaments or tendons that are overlying the bursa Mm. there's too much tension in them and they're kind of pushing and that's gonna pushing on it a lot that'll create inflammation inflammation yeah Yeah. and it's just like a really big painful can't move kind of knee pain Mm -hmm. Um, and it takes a long time to heal i think it depends because i've had little twinges of pain and bursa and it just took me stretching out some muscles that run over top of it oh wow you are so you've let it go gone on for a long time yeah it really depends on your body i think yeah, I think I've seen two yoga student cases of it and it's always like it's been a diagnosed bursitis where they've gone to like a physio. Um, but again, that depends on the person. Like maybe they didn't rest. Maybe they just kept doing what they were doing without um, resting it properly. Um, I'm not I'm not too sure about the history, but yeah, for them, just like seeing them practice over time, I think it took a number of months. Yeah, yeah to, I guess to if heal it, it depends on the amount of inflammation. Yeah, really, really depends. Really active people or yes, okay. yeah, active. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that'll that'll do it, right? Like they're. I don't think they stopped walking or cycling or whatever whatever else they do. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, I'm wondering, should we do knee biomechanics back to back with this one, or did you want to space it? I don't know. We can do it back to back. Might do back to back. Then it might be helpful for people to hear them one yeah. after another. Yeah. So next episode, guys, we will talk about all the things that we didn't get to talk about. Unless we have an interview. No, I think we might have an interview released in the middle. We'll have to check our schedule, but it'll be very close. As close as we can make. Yes. Yeah. As close as we can. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble. Thanks. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Thanks for rambling with me, Sandy. No problem, man. Anytime. I love it. Okay. We'll talk (laughs) soon. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Bye.